Hi, my name is Thomas Amate Tego. And I am Hepsi Angela Tego. Yep, we're Tegos, we're siblings, and we're here to bring you geeks by the fireside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready to geek, 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 geek out. <laughs> yeah, I think you have a right level of excitement to be geeking out. Geek, uh, another geek. day, another geek out session. Here we are. Uh, sorry, I'm sort of recovering from a bit of a cough, so um, I may sound off at one place or the other during the conversation for today. Is it just a cough? You haven't been to any coronavirus places recently? No, 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 I have not been to Wuhan, I have not been to America, I have not been to Europe, and there's no coronavirus in Ghana, so it's yeah, so I- a second game. <laughs> I am super convinced the world population is going to be wiped out by science. There's going to be Yo, this... no, 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 don't, <laughs> no don't, don't even play like that. You know, I, I did read a publication from, um, I think it was 2018, and I need to go check the whole thing out. This was just a screen grab I saw, um, but it was basically talking about the coronavirus. Um, and it just based on um, what the paper was talking about, it sort of was predicting that the next sort of transfer of this coronavirus from animals to humans is likely to happen in China for one reason or the other. And then fast forward two years and well, here we have it. Interesting, interesting. That's me saying I'm going to predict what the great biggest breakthrough of 2020 is going to be and watch it happen. And here's someone yeah. making a prediction from what two years ago, and here we are. Yeah, yeah, and it's just played out like that. But yeah, I think um, first to begin uh, today's conversation, I want to hear your your top news of the week. Like, what have you been listening to? What's really got you excited um, over the last week? Oh, top news, top news. Okay, I wouldn't call it top. Well, actually, it, it's top. It's kind of it's kind of like a big deal. So basically, obviously, Tuesday this week was International Day of Women and Girls in Science. Um, and various people marked the event or the occasion in various ways. And I think mostly from social media and things that I did connect with, it's just really reassuring to see that there are amazing um, women coming up or some who yeah. have already established themselves in science and being role models for the next generation. And there was really one known, um, it was a beautiful post I saw on LinkedIn and it's, it was by um, Dr. Anne-Marie Imafedon. I don't know if you know who she okay. is. But uh, no I, idea. It was something along the lines of um, dress up day at school and this little girl had dressed up like Anne-Marie. And so uh, she, she, I've never met her personally, but she seems to have this signature outfit where she's got a black dress on and her lovely afro done up hair um, with right. or without extensions. And she'd always, she's always got the signature jewelry on this black dress. So this little girl has dressed up in this black dress with the signature, I think she had a jewelry on, I can't remember. And this huge, big, gray, black afro hair. With some of that, so it cool. might be braided. I'm not sure. So she's put a picture of herself as Anne Marie and this little girl who's dressing up like her, and it was really beautiful to see. So yes, the stats are still very terrible for women, and even worse for minority women. But at least yeah. with these more prominent role models coming up, my little girls can grow up, and all the others to come, knowing that you know, science, science can be for us. 
and I, practically I do I do see this every day from because obviously I run an education business I see a lot of students who come through me and the girls do think science is hard they do think physics yeah. and uh, math and engineering is not for me funny enough yesterday I had an A-level um, student who she picked these are her A-levels right okay. she's doing A-level math A-level physics and A-level sociology and she's decided she's going to university to do law and she only came back. So I said, how do you pick math and mm -hmm. physics and sociology and then make up your mind? You want to go do law? <laughs> and you know what she said? So I said, have you done any work experience? She said, yes, she's done one in law and she's done one um, in science. And that is when she knew and she made that choice. So I said, what work experience did you do? No, she said she hasn't done work experience, but she went for an engineering camp okay. at Oxford University. Okay. And that was when she made up her mind that engineering wasn't for her. All right. And so That's she to law. So I don't know how this camp was laid out and what was it about this, what it was about this camp oh, but that someone who spoke math and physics at A-level comes away from um, it. She, maybe she enjoyed math and physics, but then she's gone seeing uh, applications, seeing what it will look like, and realizes it's not for her. Um, yeah. And there's anything um, too bad about that. She's just realized it's not for her. And it's good she's realizing now. In as much as we always advocate for more people to go into STEM and all these science industries, if everybody did STEM, then where we have the lawyers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's good. It's not for her. Uh, she can go go somewhere where she can find um, better satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, happy International Day, Women and Girls in um, Science. And for all you amazing, established, upcoming, yet to find your way women in science see all the best and just keep doing your thing yeah, yeah. that's my news all right all right that's great um so mine funny enough is related to the coronavirus so um, okay yeah yeah um but it's more of a of a twitter thing than a news item um because there there is this um well it just so happens that normally it takes a long time to get research out and uh, with this new or novel coronavirus that's been discovered, it just triggered a mass of research projects trying to sort of like okay. genotype it, identify similarities, differences, what can be used to treat it, can we get vaccinations? I mean, there's a lot of questions that need answers. And science and social media, I think, really came into full force, um, or its power really got shown because you had... Um, people that were then churning out their results really quickly and making it available on a platform called um, BioRxiv. It's like a space to put um, your work before it gets fully published and everybody has access okay. to this. So in a matter of what, weeks, you just had a ton of publications up on the space and everybody okay. really sharing the advancement so that People were just talking oh, wow. each other very quickly. So I think the amount of progress that's been done um, regarding this novel coronavirus in this short mm. space of time is unprecedented. Um, but then funny it's enough... Great. Talk about collaboration. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. But you see, it also brought a downside because there were some things that were on there that hadn't necessarily been peer-reviewed. And then someone mm -hmm, comes, mm -hmm. comes back and says, well, that's not exactly true. But by then, Twitter has already jumped on it, and they're like, oh, guess what? Coronavirus looks like HIV, so it must have been designed in the lab. 
So, oh, we are trying Fake to news. Yeah, just like what you said, that science is going to be the difficulty here, right there. Um, <laughs> Some are fooling fake news. Sorry, people. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm all for evidence. Yes, yes. Okay. It, 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 was, it was great. Okay. It was great to see that. So, to see that play out. So, that's that for science news. Yeah. Today. But well, it's, um, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say um, that <coughs> um, Twitter phenomenon or this website has been created. Um, it's at the core of science community in general in terms of collaboration and teamwork and yeah. what we can achieve if everyone really came together. And I know it's not always the case. And um, I just give a shout out to, you know, there's a campaign called um, All Trials, Registered All Trials Reported. I think, uh, yeah, I think evidence magic. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know which one I'm talking about? Where yeah. um, the pharma industry being encouraged to obviously share all the findings and whatever happens with the clinical trials so that negative we don't waste yes. exactly thousands of pounds going back and starting something someone's been doing for the last 10 years you know, with no progress. So yep. Yep. it's great. Here's to more collaborations in science and let's hope we can stop the world by being wiped out by biological, yeah, chemical, physical. All right. Uh, so I was going to say, uh, go ahead and uh, tell our listeners what our main conversation for today is going to be. Okay. I am super, super, super excited about today's conversation, just because it also manages to coincide with a hashtag that I hope is trending by now called GH for STEM. So hashtag capital G, capital H, the number four, and S-T-E-M. Okay. Um, it's a campaign that launched in Ghana, and it's basically about the amazing STEM community and what everyone else is doing. So what we're dedicating today's episode to is um, highlighting a few of the key people slash organisations who are really bringing STEM, whether it's educational or research or information communication based, to the people in the wider Ghanaian community. Yeah. So yeah, great. Let's go so, for this tone. All right, great. So um, I, I had a good think about this, and I know uh, you will know some of these, um, and you wouldn't. And we'll try not to spend too long mm -hmm. on each, unless the ones that are just super exciting and then you know can't help it. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm gonna work backwards from STEM. So in the sense, that I want to start with the maths. So the other organizations okay. I just focused. Um, on building capacity and just making maths more exciting. Uh, the first one, I know you will personally know about it, is um, MICE. Yep. Shout out to MICE. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so MICE really, they have been working for, I think, uh, 10 years or so. Um, just over 10 yeah. years. Yeah. And uh, really working with um, high school students and preparing them for the International Math Olympiad. Um, and for those who don't know, the International Math Olympiad, uh, think of it as a training ground for the most brilliant mathematicians in the world. Just high school students mm -hmm. gain sort of like challenge um, and challenging each other and working together as well, mm -hmm. really explore maths and its various applications. Yeah, so just, um... My definitely before and before the word has escaped me deserves oh my oh, goodness. 
Mice Lab um, deserves a shout out just because um, I know Joel, who initially, I think he still is the brain behind this, doesn't really like being in the limelight because he's a firm believer of grassroots movements and just focusing what he wants to do and he's not so keen on this social media and putting himself out there but he's been consistently and steadily working um on this program and just creating this enthusiasm for Matt for as he said at least 10 years if not longer and um he gave up a very creative job yeah. to uh, embark on this might project and really pleased to see how far He's come with it and continues to grow and develop and inspire great mathematical minds um, for the future. So, great. Great. well done, Joel, and to Mice and your wider team, and keep doing your thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm doing a second next. one. I'm doing a second one for, for math. I think for each, I'm going to do two. Some will get a little bit more tricky. Um, but then, Femma Freak is my uh, second one. Um, so, Femma Freak, uh, led up by uh, Dr. Angela Tabiri. So your, okay, yeah. your namesake, um, yeah, and she she's just great. Um, I think she um, also teaches at the African Institute of Mathematical Science, and they've just been doing uh, working with students at high school to find an engaging way to um, learn maths and understand maths. And what I'll always remember here for is they did a science slam uh, in, in in Ghana like a year or two ago. Um, and a science okay. slam is really, uh, think of it as a, well, Britain's got talent for scientists. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was like, okay, come communicate part of your mathematical research in a very engaging, fun way that anybody can understand. Some okay. came and did music, some came and did the sketches, some came and did very um, engaging talks. It was very free-flowing, exciting math. And I came away actually learning um, a, few, a few things. So uh, Femma Freak, okay. they, they, they are amazing. Well, she was actually the same person who spoke at the Science Bar Kampashti, yeah. the beauty of math. Yes, yes, she was. And then during the um, next Einstein Forum on Africa, Africa Science Week, um, she also um, presented at the Cafe Scientifique. Uh, which was great. I mean, she she puts math across in a way that I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And I mean, I already get maths, but when she does it, I like double get it. Like, I think we get it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. If anyone wants to check out a math queen from Ghana, we will put her handle in, in the footnote yeah. so you can check her out. Yeah, well, all right. So that's that's a for the, for the maths guys, so okay. nice for math. Should we just um? Do you want to tell us a bit more about the African Math Institute? Um, you mean African Institute of Mathematical Science? That one? Is that is that the same as the Alate? Is that run by Professor Alate? Um, so is it different? Well, he used to be involved with it before he passed away. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's across the whole continent. I believe they're in about six or seven countries, and it's really focused on training postgraduates in mathematical sciences, and I believe a certain aspect of um, sort of like computing. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it's it's very high level training of mathematicians, 
um, and they bring faculty from all over the world to help boost the um, the content and, and, and the training. So people come for a few weeks. But it's not a university. It's like shop program. They deliver shop program. Well, you end up with a uh, postgraduate degree in math, but okay. it's not a university per se. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I think we'll, we'll just put a link to their uh, sites below as well because there are multiple countries across Africa um, mm -hmm. doing doing amazing stuff. All right. So um, engineering, so like I said, working backwards, done math, really mm -hmm. engineering now. I'm going to put two together just because they do, they do stuff that's very similar, but then target slightly different audiences. Okay. okay. Um, you know, uh, Innovate Ghana, Angie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So Frida uh, at Innovate Ghana, and then also the Institute Foundation, okay. Oh, yes. Amazing organizations, both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you liked them. Um, yeah. yeah, so so um, they both run summer programs, um, about three-week okay. summer programs, where they bring students together to go through the design process and create a product that solves a specific yeah. problem that's been identified. Um, and I absolutely love the training that they do. Um, mm -hmm. You get these students. So, so the difference between them is sort of the age range um, that they okay. that they target and the focus of their programs um, as well. So, uh, but in both cases, they bring students together for a few weeks, uh, have them form teams. They sort of like come up with ideas. They go into the field. They do uh, customer surveys. They come back. Uh, they do prototyping, they test out, you know, they then uh, create models if needed or actually functional prototype that addresses a problem. And then at the end of the, at the end of the period, they host a, a competition or a presentation where uh, yeah. people are invited to come in, hear their pitches. Um, and I, I think considering um, the sort of experience that comes with, there are quite a few people who have gone on from there then yeah. pursue um, some of these projects through a, a yeah. degree. Um, so Innovate Ghana and Sister Foundation, um, yeah, they, they, when it comes to training uh, people in sort of um, the engineering aspects outside of the classroom, mm -hmm. um, they're really just, just getting the work done. Yeah. Highly admirable. It, it's great that you pick those two because um, last summer when I came down, um, I did connect with both organizations as part of the fellowship yeah. and um, I got the privilege of being at the final pitch day for the Institute Foundation and what was um, the, not so much the highlights but the beautiful thing about that pitch day was the fact that a lot of the returning was advisors or volunteers were people who had been on the program and as you're saying um, as, as you mentioned previously that there's a tangible impact as to what they've done because these people have since gone on to apply what they had learned in the come to further and win other competitions and do greater things. And the fact that they've come back to be a part of the organization says a lot about yeah. the impact that the program has had on them. Um, and same for Innovate Ghana as well. They keep going. So well done, Frida, and yeah, Foundation. <laughs> Peace, mate. All right. So working backwards, like I said, so we've done. Um, uh, my information for maths, 
done yeah. in Susa Foundation and Innovate Ghana for uh, mm-hmm. um, so for those in the tech space now bear in mind there are all these sort of like tech hubs and people who are doing uh, tech training that are there they, they're not really the ones I'm, I'm, I'm looking for mm-hmm. uh, really I uh, I want to talk about the ones that are sort of focused on um, the schooling system so not just using okay. uh, technology to necessarily solve a problem so not those that are creating apps and have businesses based on some tech innovation or the other there are quite a few of okay. that i'm not going in there mm-hmm. one of the focus on those are in the education space okay um okay. and i'm gonna pick two i'm gonna, I'm gonna pick two out which is uh e-campus and dex technology okay. now if you don't know any of these two then yeah <laughs> like, you should not be on this podcast with me angie <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think the world knows about tech technologies by now. So if you don't know about tech, then you should not be listening to this podcast <laughs> joke. Um, e-campus, not so much. I know of e-campus. I, yeah, I don't know much about e-campus. I know what they do. I know of them, but I haven't connected. All right. All right. So, so, so e-campus is led up uh, by this great guy called uh, Cecil. Um, when he speaks, I mean, you can just... Like passion just drips out of his voice, and we can just hear it. Um, but what eCampus does, uh, pretty much trying to augment the educational system with technology, as I say. Uh, so, sort of like putting course contents online, finding ways to test students online, and most importantly, uh, they have some features that really helps narrow down where your strengths and weaknesses lie so that schools and teachers can take advantage of this. So that, for example, if you, if you were uh, doing a, a, a math test online, okay, and you run it through their system, and this is like, let's say the schools are using this and it comes back, rather than they just giving a grade, let's say at the end of the term or the end of the semester that you had an A in math or a B in math, what you can also do is break it down for you to see where your strengths in math lie um, and where weaknesses lie. So that, for example, okay, if okay. you can know that, oh, maybe um, when it comes to vectors and quadratic expressions, you did amazing. But when it came to, for example, differentiation, uh, that's where your weaknesses lie. So it helps teachers to better be able to focus their efforts. And that's one of the things I uh, like about, about e, um, eCampus. And then, of course, how long have they been around? Oh, oh, um, just over ten years. Uh, so, oh, well, yeah, okay. he he he's been um on it for a while, and um, yeah. I, 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 if anybody who's listening, I invite you to check out the eCampus site because they're not just limited to seven Ghana as well. Um, they are in other countries, and it's an all-round okay. great service. Um, and it's also very flexible as well. They they always sort of like um introducing updates and new features and just trying to stay relevant and um, on point all the time yeah and then of course there is dex technology angie tell me about dex technology oh dex 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 (laughs) okay so uh, i'm going to quote i think it was lucy quiz um and during the there's a summit as an african African summit um, in January, and she was on stage with Dex, or one of the 
co-founder from Dex, and she had said, um, was it Charles? Yeah, Charles, every time Charles. I see you, um, my heart is full of joy or something along those lines. I can so echo those sentiments because, so Dex basically, they have what you call the science set. And we used to have what we call the math set in Ghana. Um, you can still get them, I think, in shops in the UK as well. But it was, it was a big thing in Ghana, you have a math set. And what Dex have done, it's um, you've had a math set, now we've brought you the science set. And it's a kit that has uh, various science concepts uh, in a very small packaging that can fit in your handbag. And it's great for classrooms. It's great for uh, science events and outreach activities. And we have, we, we use them ourselves. And, um, when I say we, I mean GH Scientific in some of our outreach events that we do. Yeah. But I think it's mainly designed for classroom and home use. So kids can just explore various concepts like electricity and magnetism. And they've upgraded the kit to include um, magnetism, not magnetism, robotics. Yeah, I meant to add. Um, but basically, it's just the journey they've been on in the last perhaps five years since they won, well, they're already doing this, and then they won a big prize. Uh, from there, and they just exploded. And they just, I mean, the, the, the brand their branding is also moving on to new levels. So they're getting um, celebrities and musicians to push the brand forward for them as well. Not for so much for them, for general population, for young people, just to make the whole thing cool and to, you know, that thing that you don't want to miss out on. Yeah. Cash that FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they they're great role models and Charles's story and his co-founder as well. Um, they who doesn't like to be in the limelight so much from what I gather. They just done really amazing in terms of what they're doing with the science set, and we collectively wish them all the best and yeah. hope. And what's the slogan he goes by? Ghana to the world. Yeah. yeah or yeah. something along those lines. You know, every mm. child having a science set. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember the slogan, but check them out. They're amazing. All right, so um, now for science. Now, hey, hey, this is a little bit tricky. For the science, once again, I picked two. Um, and I really picked two being people who sort of uh, um, organizations that are basically teaching and training all aspects of science, um, which is uh, the Practical Education Network. Yep. Hey, I'm the one team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then also and... Um, Young at Hearts. Great, great. Yeah, okay. so Young at Hearts is um, led by Josephine. Um, I don't know if you recollect, uh, but I think you met uh, Josephine uh, during one of your trips uh, to Ghana. But anyway, they also um, have been sort of like um, shadowing Dex technology, if that makes sense, in the sense that they've okay. uh, also been to some great competitions. Um, and I think the last Royal Academy of Engineering Awards went to Younger Tarts. Yes, Africa Prize. Yep, yes, yep, congratulations yep. to them. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah. um, I think it's a good point to mention that there were three or four Ghanaian-based finalists. Is that correct? Yeah, there were four. Uh, four. Wait, let's have a think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, there were six. People. Oh gosh, six. Them and Ghana people. There were the bikes, uh, the bikes, younger hats, uh, um, grain, grain made. Um, grain made, yeah. Uh, if I forget the others, but yeah, they were, they were about six. Anyway, because younger hats has recently been um, in the limelight for what they do, all I'm going to tell you is they do a lab and library on wheels. 
and I'm, I'm going to put a link in. I'm personally going to put a link in there. We do a lab in Library on Wheels. You can go check out what it looks like, and they're really in the rural spaces. And then when it comes to practical education network, Heather, I've known Heather since 2014, um, leading up the space where they focus on teacher training. Like, how can you really uh, help teachers to use easily available, simple resources to teach practical science, a like hands-on approach to science. Um, and yeah, the sort of teachers that they've worked with and the progress you can see and um, being involved in the curriculum development for the country, I mean, the accolades yeah. just, I, I could list them on and on. It's, 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 it's Thank you, Pat. And they sort of adopted the train the trainer model, yeah. aren't they? So yeah. we can have that ripple effect. Yeah. Hopefully we can have a lot more practical science in our classrooms. Well, great selection there, Tom. I, I, hey, I'm, not done. I'm not done. You think I've done stuff? Nah. Science had their two shout-outs. Shout that's true. Being a uh, pen and younger hat. So now the last okay. two. The last two. Anyway, you're gonna say. Last two are my personal favorites, being two organizations that Cut across the step. They 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 like okay. everywhere when it comes to mm -hmm. being us, of course, geoscientific, yeah, got them and global lab. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um global lab runs science cafes and community groups built around STEM. So mm -hmm. if you don't know what science cafe is, um think of walking into your local restaurant or uh, eatery, you know, cafe. Uh, you walk in there one night and then you see a group of anywhere between 15 to 30 people uh, huddled together, listening to someone, engaging them on something science. They're really taking science to the common spaces. Um, I've never, I've never people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been to a few of these um, science cafes, and it's always so engaging because you get people from yeah, all yeah. walks of life uh, coming in, and the speakers have always been very charismatic uh, people that have great content that they are working on. Um, the, the, the last one I went to was on um, math. Math? Oh, no. Okay. Why? Yeah. why uh, diversity is important in technology design or something like that interesting yeah, yeah so have you not spoken at one of these cafes before no i haven't um okay. yeah so gamely if you are listening yeah <laughs> send me an invitation <laughs> <laughs> yes i should add on that they do have an online community as well yeah, um, and yeah. Gamali, it's your, uh, what do you call the glue that holds everything together, yeah. everyone together. He's yeah. just very supportive of all STEM organizations. If he can be there, he will be there. Uh, actually, Tom, you like that too, but yeah. Um, yeah, so Global Love, Gamali. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think. Uh, I'm not quite sure which part of the world you're at right now. Oh, he's in Ghana. Keep going. Um, he's in. <laughs> Back in Ghana? Yes, okay. yes, for just a few weeks and then he's off again. <laughs> Of his next adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's 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 that. Of course, I'm not gonna talk plenty about geoscientific, you know. There'll be loads more conversations where 
um, we will share more about what we do at GA Scientific. So um, just not longer the conversation, uh, I think. Yeah, that's good. I think we, we may, yeah, we've been talking about this for a while, but perhaps later on this year, we will schedule a Facebook Live and we will tell you all about GH Scientific, how we started, how we came about, where we're going. You throw all your questions at us and um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't take two years like this podcast. <laughs> no. But it's in the plans. We will, we will tell you more about our story at some point in the near future, in the near future before Sorry, wipes out of the world population. That, please. On that please. note. Stop, stop <laughs> it. Like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Anything else to add, Tom? What are we doing next session? What are we doing next session? Um, next session, I, I want us to talk about um, the the G8 for STEM uh, juniors. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I think I, I'd really want us to talk. I, I, I love it. Um, unless you have something else in mind. Uh, we will do that and I'll share a bit more about um, informal methods of STEM education in general and a lovely book I'm reading at the moment called Clever Lumps, where a teacher, a UK-based teacher, has gone around the world to certain countries who are supposed to be their hallmark of science education or education in general. And okay, that sounds... I'll share her lessons that learned more, and... Um, more we'll interesting. Yes. No, 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 let's do you. Let's do you. <laughs> 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 I'm really interested in that. I don't understand. <laughs> 20 minutes talking about education on a podcast. Why not? Okay, okay. Okay, okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay, Let's do that. Great. So, yeah, we will do that. Um, and, you know, Spice Love, I think next week you owe me a fun science fact. There you go. All right, then. Yeah. It's time to geek out. Yeah. yeah. Geek, geek, geek. Geek, geek. <laughs> all right, all right. Bye, people. Until the next episode. Until the next episode. Keep being a geek. Yeah.